0: Welcome to Simple Habit Podcast. My name is Corey Mascara and today I want to talk about something called primary pain versus secondary pain. And before you turn this off thinking that well I don't have pain in my life, I really urge you to stay with me because the kind of pain that I'm going to be talking about is pain that everyone experiences in some capacity. And we're not just talking about physical pain, we're talking about you know, emotional pain, psychological pain pain of um, feeling stressed, feeling angry, a breakup, grief. And I'm sure if you're a human being, you can relate to some form of pain in whatever capacity. So I want to share a little story with you. As you may have heard me talk about in one of my other series, um, I spent the better part of 2012 living in silence as a Buddhist monk in Southeast Asia. And the first question most people ask when they hear that is, well, why would you do that? And there were a lot of different reasons, but you know, one of the main things was that I felt I had lived a fairly privileged lifestyle up to that point, you know, good friends, good family, and a roof over my head, I had a, a good degree, good plans for my life, and never had I really been exposed to some level of uh, tragedy or deep suffering. And to be frank, it terrified me because I knew at some point that was going to happen and the rug was going to be ripped out from beneath me and I honestly didn't know who I would be without that. And so I got really curious, what would it be like to sever myself from everything that brought me comfort and develop a sense of peace or happiness or well-being that did not derive from external things. So I got this idea to go halfway around the world, live as a monk, be in silence, and I figured I could just meditate myself into peace. So I had this whole romantic idea of what it was going to be like to suffer and everything I get out of this. Well, within 24 hours, I was crying in my bed wanting to go home, and within six days, I was actually planning to leave this retreat. And the reason was is that there was so much physical pain that I was experiencing that I could not fathom doing that for six months. And and you might say, well, how could you be experiencing physical pain? You're doing nothing but meditating all day. How is that painful? Well, keep in mind, they don't have chairs over there for you to meditate on. And so we're doing a minimum of 14 hours of meditation each day, waking up at 3 a.m., going to bed no earlier than 9 p.m., sleeping on mattresses that are half an inch thick and you can squeeze them between your fingers and feel the bone in your fingers, eating two meals a day at 5.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., And there's no reading, writing, speaking, listening to music, or doing anything that could possibly bring you comfort. And so for me, my my entire back just became agitated and inflamed, uh, so much so that it was like a sheet of pain from the top of my spine all the way down to the base of my spine. And if I were to take a deep breath, the pain would radiate around my back into my abdominal region and cause me to hunch over. And if you've ever you know, broken a rib or pulled a muscle in your back, you try to sneeze and you get that uh, sort of feeling, you know, that's what it was like every time I was breathing. So the the prospect of living like that for six months was something that, um, again, my mind just could not fathom that. So I was going to leave. And on Around the sixth day, I think it was, uh, I'm doing the morning meditation and, you know, planning how I'm going to get out of here and book my plane ticket. Um, and it was interesting. There was a, a flurry of thoughts that came through my mind that said, you no, isn't this interesting? You came here to suffer, to be in pain. And, and now that you're suffering, uh, you want to leave. You know, how do you expect to be with real suffering in your life if you can't even be with this? And how do you expect to help other people that are suffering if you can't even be with your own? So that sort of gave me like a little shame kick in the butt to keep going. So I went into the next meditation and, and I started focusing on my breath. And now my teachers kept telling me to be present with the pain. You know, we'd get these two-minute interviews with them every three days. And I would say, listen, I'm, I'm in excruciating pain. And they would just say, well, be more present with it. And I'm like, dude. All I'm doing is being present with this pain. There's not an ounce of my awareness that is not focusing on this pain right now. So, you know, I didn't think they knew what they were talking about. Anyway, I'm focusing on my breath. I'm like, be present with the pain, be present with the pain. Focusing on the pain. As I do, I notice the pain gets worse. What I also notice is that there was physical pain, but there was also these thoughts coming up that were taking the form of, why are you doing this? You should leave. This is a waste of your time. Your teachers don't know what they're talking about. What's wrong with your body that it's in so much pain? And on and on and on. And then what I noticed is each time those thoughts would arise, they would trigger an emotion, typically anger, frustration, doubt. And then I saw when those emotions kicked in, the physical pain actually got worse. I said, wow, this is really interesting. There's a link here. The pain comes up then the thoughts come up about the pain, then the emotions follow, and then the pain is actually getting worse. I said, well, hey, you know, the physical pain is not something that I can control, but the thoughts and the emotions behind it, that that is something that I can control. So I, I started playing around with, you know, can I watch these thoughts come and let them go without getting so caught up in the story around the pain? And when I did... When I just noticed the thoughts come and go, I noticed that they didn't trigger the same emotion of frustration and anger. And you know what? Then I noticed that the pain didn't get worse. And what was really interesting is over time, the physical pain actually began to diminish. And sometimes it went away completely. And so this was my first exposure to the idea of primary pain versus secondary pain. And it was the reason that I was ultimately able to get through the next six months. Now, the primary pain in this example is the physical pain. That is pain in my life that I could not control. The secondary pain was the thoughts and the emotions behind the experience. And that was something I could control. And so, as I said before, even though the story is about physical pain, is it really about physical pain? No. I mean, this is a metaphor for your life. You might not be dealing with physical pain. But think about the pain of stress. How often does stress come up, and then you start beating yourself up over being stressed, thinking that there's something wrong with you? Or you start feeling sad or depressed, and you go into this whole story about, I'm such a depressed person, what's wrong with me? Why do I always get depressed like this? Or someone breaks up with you, and your mind goes into the story of, I'm always gonna be single, no one loves me, I'm unlovable, there must be something wrong with me. Do you see the distinction there? You know, the breakup is the primary pain. It's not fun. I get it. But we have a choice after that. How will we respond? And often what happens is we add this other level of pain, secondary pain, that is unnecessary. So one thing you might explore in your life is how often are you adding a layer of secondary pain? And what would it be like to not get caught up in that, to just be present with what's happening? And you might notice that it makes things a lot easier. And you know what else? You might notice that it makes the primary pain go away, too. So try that out. Play around with it in your life. I look forward to talking to you next time. All right, until then, take care.